little too wide over there in turn number two. Out on the point, the 12 S of Sean Wyatt. Picking up the win. Barry Taft will come home in the second spot. Becerra third, fourth. We'll go to Burke, fifth, Holtman. Oh my, big trouble. Last couple of seasons, Jeniton went wire to wire at Tri-City to win his first MOA sprint car race. And now, for the two-peat, out of turn number four, Ayrton Jeniton is a winner again. The green flag went away. Cody Roman taking your lead off the top of turn number two. Right behind him is that 66 of Tyler Smith. Smith goes on the inside, Bowman goes to the outside. Smith puts the slide job. Noah Samuel blocks him. Worley goes to the low side. Nick Gurley, whoa, slide job. No, he can't get it done. But Noah Samuel is going to come out with a lead. Only time will tell. Noah Samuel, your leader. Kelder in second, Worley in third, Wilkerson in fourth, Rouse in fifth. Cody Worley is off the pace down the back stretch. Cody Worley off the pace, get the fire back up. White flag for your leader and winning. 41 and all Samuel. Soppy working on the number 28 of Salisbury. Salisbury pedaling hard down the back stretch. Digging Antoine. Cyper, oh, Soppy with another White Castle. Tyler Soppy jumps out into the lead. Oh, Salisbury spins her down to the infield. Keeps it going. Soppy will get the white flag this time by one to go. Into the number three turn off the of number four. The win will go to Tyler Soppy.
Von Dresky, those pretty blue wheels. He's got her motoring down the back stretch, and we got another spin. The number seven, Austin Riggs. from Yuma, Arizona, gets flipped in the left rear and takes about five quick rolls side to side. It's Sport Mind Showtime. Here we go. Central neck, son of a bitch. Mr. Dogburn? What is it? I'd like to talk to you a minute. What is it? They tell me you're a man with true grit. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you asked for it. It's time to drop the hammer on another episode of True Grit right here in the Quad Cities. I'm Shane Davis, former IMCA Modified National Champion, and my sidekick, Pat Moore, the sprint car guy. How you doing, Pat? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you today? Man, doing great. We kind of got that... Uh, Rain behind us that we kind of muscled through, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, got some great racing action in, uh, you know, the last weekend. And, boy, local at Davenport Speedway, uh, they put on a show. Don't they always? You know, they it's do. always a good show up there. I know you and I were out at uh, the uh, the Muscatine County Fair on Wednesday and then back at Davenport on Friday. Yeah, right. Uh, West Liberty, Muscatine County Fair. Uh, great venue, a lot of carnival rides. And, of course, we had the wind blowing toward us, which meant, the corn dogs, the funnel cakes, the the thing I wasn't there. The beef, yeah, Tony, you would have been in trouble. And I'm like, man, I'm going to leave this announcer's booth. It's going to get quiet pretty quick here, and we're going to run down and get something to eat. Yeah, I tell you what, that's it's fair week uh, or fair month. We're coming in the fair season, and uh, it's tempting. And uh, but that's I tell you what, that always makes me think of summertime in the Midwest is getting to run at at, at the great. Racetracks in front of pack stands with all of that good food, like corn dogs, like you said, funnel cakes. Yeah. It's tempting. It's tempting. You know, they used to run that IMCA National Series back in the day when I was racing, and a lot of the dates we had were at fair races, and I really yeah. enjoyed uh, going to Independence, Iowa, going to Liberty, making my rounds, uh, you know, because you knew it was going to be packed. So here we go. Uh, late model feature winner up there at the uh, West Liberty Fair race. Andy Ackrich, man, then Ackrich has just got West Liberty figured out, picked off the IMCA late model win. IMCA modified, went to uh, Denny Ackrich, his brother. Yes, he is. He was on a rail. He was on a rail. And then Johnny Spawn, the double O car. I mean, when you go to Liberty and they're running uh, stock cars, he's a man. Uh, he picked up the win in that uh, double O machine, and he's drove a little bit of everything. Matt Fulton picked up the IMCA sport mod win. Sport compact went to Cody Staley. Now, that was on Wednesday. Then we came back to Davenport Speedway Friday night. And a little warm outside. Uh, I was worried about the track being a little dry. But, you know, the thing about Ricky and Brenda, Ricky is out there all week long with Dr. Al working at racetrack. And we had a phenomenal racetrack again Friday night. And you know what? That's I, I can't say enough great things about the Kais. And, and, and so for people, the, the crowd, if they don't realize it or not, or, or sometimes you'll he'll hear people moan when when – you know, when the promoter gets back out on the track to rework the track. But I tell you what, the Kais do a phenomenal job of making sure that that track is prepped and ready and puts on phenomenal races. And I think you see it as a result of the car counts that just continuously increase. You do, yeah. Uh, you know, again, last week we had high car counts over at Davenport. We had uh, 
27 IMCA modifieds, 27 sport mods, which surprised me. The week before we had 41, but we've been averaging about 34 sport mods a night. Uh, IMCA late models, uh, north of 20, uh, the street stock cars, uh, 20 cars. I'm in a good show. Uh, Chuck Hanna picked off his first fe first feature win in two years yep. in that number 65 car and put on a show. And, man, he got up there high, wide, and handsome, dropped the hammer, and uh, drove her home to victory. So I was real happy. Uh, shout Chuck. out to, to Chuck. You did a great job. Now we had, uh, you know, a modified showed up three weeks ago in number 56, Dustin Kronig. Yeah. And, uh, man, the guy said, hey, I love the racetrack. You know, I love the people. And he came back, picked off the IMCA modified feature win last uh, Friday night at Davenport. Held off Spencer. Spencer, Spencer Dirks, Dirks, if I remember man, right. Yeah, that's right. So he, obviously he's doing something right. Anybody who holds off Spencer is doing something you right. You are doing something right. That guy's just been on fire. Sport Mods, Tyler Sapi, two-time IMCA Sport Mod National Champion. Kind of got back in his winning ways, picked off the feature win Friday night. And uh, Street Stock, it was uh, Tony Bondreski driving one of the house cars. And four-cylinder sport compact, Kyle Hawkins in that purple number 28. Yeah, he's always a competitor. I he mean, is. you can you just guarantee he's going to be up front. That's right. If he's, you know, if that thing's still running, three wheels, four wheels, it doesn't don't matter. matter. Yeah. That's one of the things I love about, this, about the sport compacts. They go in, and, and you don't expect a car to tilt up and carry the left rear wheel like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of geek out pretty on cool. that. That's pretty cool. I'm yeah. like, oh, how about that? You know, three wheels. I realize they're front-wheel drive. But, oh, yeah. Hey, what's happening on the national scene? Pat? On the national scene, uh, the World of Outlaw late models kind of did a switcheroo this year when it, or uh, this week when it came to late models. The World of Outlaws were off this last weekend. Lucas Oil was out in um, in Nebraska at the I eighty Nationals. Uh, Tyler Erb Turbo uh, led all thirty laps on Wednesday, all fifty three laps on Thursday. Absolutely had that thing on a rail. Locked up both Wednesday and Thursday preliminaries. Uh, they had uh, heat races on Friday. And then Saturday night, the big money, $53,000 to win. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's right. Kyle, and I tell you what, and this was a packed house. Everybody and everybody was there. Kyle Bronson brought it home, the biggest win of his career. He was nearly in tears. It was it was a great scene. Oh, it was an absolutely great, great scene to see. Real him happy win. for him. Tim McCready came, uh, came home second, uh, and Earl Pearson Jr. charged uh, through the pack up to third, EPJ. Wow. Had a great run. Good for him. He Love had kind of soft PGA. start to his season. So that's right. Let's see. He's right. got that number one car rolling. You know, anybody that's sporting the gray hair like us that yeah. charges through the pack like that, especially <laughs> yeah. in a field like that, you know, I got to give a shout the out. The 53,000 right. might help you charge a little too. It's funny yeah, how that it works. works. A little bit Puts a little incentive uh, yeah. on the table for you. And in the, the Dirt Car Summer Nationals Tour, Bobby Pierce won last night in Richmond. Uh, Ashton Winger won Clarksville on Saturday. Pierce won a hard-fought battle in Granite City or whatever they call that, the track just east of St. Louis on, on Friday night and also on Thursday in Springfield, Springfield Speedway. All right. uh, and Bobby ran second in both of the races and leads the uh, national points. I uh, just found out here a couple hours ago that tonight's race in Clarksville, Kentucky is already rained out. Rained out. It's rained out. Uh, Bobby was running points for the championship, of which he's got a pretty solid hand on that. But he's left Kentucky on his way north and will be here in Davenport to run the Mars race here tomorrow night for 10000 to win. Wow. Um, in the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars, the Champion Oil Summer Nationals in Williams Grove, Friday, uh, Sheldon Huddenshield ran a phenomenal race. It uh, was back and forth uh, to bring home his first win out in, in Williams Grove. And on Saturday, Brent Marks, a, a, he's running the Outlaw Tour now, but he's a, a Pennsylvania native 
dueled with Donnie Schatz to bring home the big payday. All right. Uh, great racing. I don't know if you've ever run there, but that is that track is, Some is track. something something to behold. Where's that at? Uh, Williams Grove in in Pennsylvania. That's the one with the yeah. bridge over the bridge over long. The back they look like they look like a, an alley. I grew up over in Moline, and we had a tiny little alley between garages, and that's kind of what the straightaways <laughs> look like. Except they're just about as long. They're like three blocks long and just about as wide. So All right, walls on both sides. But, sure. Um, and the World of Outlaws. So everybody's coming from out west in Nebraska on their way to the Prairie Dirt Classic, which starts Friday in Fairbury, Illinois. Big money, big event, big, um, big prestige. Yeah, it should be a good show. Everybody and their brothers on their way there. Um, the summer nationals I talked about tonight is getting rained out, uh, but everybody coming through tomorrow night here in town in Davenport, just a mile up Locust Street. The Mars Late Model Series is running Davenport for ten thousand to win. Tomorrow night, it's gonna be a great show. There's gonna be some. We're gonna it's see be the place to be. There's gonna be some big boys here. I tell yeah. you that. I tell you that. Like I said, um, I know. Um, I know Bobby's coming, um, and I know a couple other people, and we can talk about it here in a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, you know, when you go down top ten of point standings, you're talking about uh, Brian Shirley. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna be there. Jason Fegger, yeah. uh, Tanner English, Ryan Unzicker, Dennis Herb Jr., yep. uh, Gordy Gundaker, and his number eleven machine. Brandon Shepard uh, sitting in uh, seventh in point standings right points. now. You haven't heard whether or not he's going to be there. Um, they originally said they were going to be here, and then they've chosen to get ready for the Prairie Dirt Classic. Is okay. what I, I'm under to understanding. Yeah, and I think How, with I think with Brandon, you know, he's he's from down by Springfield, and and even if he was going to bring his own car to try to get home and get his equipment, and get back, it might be kind of tough. So all right. Well, hey, I'm going to introduce you, Tony. Yeah, all right. Before we get you rolling here. Uh, you know, our special guest, uh, glad to have Tony Izzo Jr. on the show. Welcome. And uh, welcome, Tony. And, and I want to say, hey, like and share the show you're watching right now. Share it with your friends. Share it with everybody. To, uh, help get the numbers up uh, where we'd like them to be. And, Pat, you got any other things? Uh, hey, if you got any questions, type them in the message. Uh, right. We'll get to them. That's right. We'll, we'll answer those uh, messages. And, you know, we got some stuff to give away. And yes, we're we going to be... Uh, asking you some questions later on give us the right answer and you know how the show goes we're yeah. gonna give you some cool door prizes yeah. so always love that you know i love up. i love the trivia stuff and like shane said uh if you're watching us on facebook or youtube we're on facebook youtube spotify and twitch please like and share it helps us more than you realize so make sure you smash the like button and also share it yeah all right well hey let's uh wookie uh, put up uh, those black and white picks. I want to look at uh, Tony uh -oh. Izzo. He was the... Not with he, the mullet. This was Dad. Oh, We're going to start off with... Oh, now, yeah. i got to tell you, Tony, this was my favorite race car ever. You know, had the Army sponsor on it. Great looking car. Your dad was a good looking man. Won uh, uh, nine championships at Santa Fe. And, you know, he was the king of Santa Fe. And that was really the place to be for a lot of years. I mean, some of our Iowa guys, Gary Webb would uh, zip over there and race. Uh, okay. Roger Dolan, uh, you know, the best of the best from our area. But, man, uh, your dad, he got her done. Yeah, he did. Uh, he he constantly teases us. Well, he teases me when I was racing, but he like he's a diehard watching, a watcher. Yeah. So he's figured out how to watch all these races that are on TV, you know. <laughs> nice. So he's nice. – uh, Good for him. The thing that aggravates him, or not aggravates him, but he makes a point of reminding me to remind everybody else is that – Santa Fe used to have a rule where if you were to 
top 12 moneymaker okay. from the previous week. What you had to start dad? in the last 12 spots. Oh, my God. So my dad started yeah. 20, 20th plus every year. Yeah. Wow. One 20 plus, 30 plus features every year from every 20th year. spot in nine championships. And that, you know, totally different time. You can't you can't ask a guy to start back today as right. competitive as the cars are. And, okay. um, you know, he's like, the thing that aggravates him or that he brings to note the most is that why do they start the fast guy in the front of the heat and on the front of the feature? And it's just the way that today's cars are basically comes down to qualifying. It's going to get you, you're going to set you up for the night where years right, ago right. you could get by with starting 20th and you have a better car, but just everybody's so competitive today. So it's, it's a different world, but that's the one thing that he makes a point of is that me too. I got to tell you, tell you, Tony, uh, you know, like uh, the IMCA inverted the top 12. I started 12th right. in the feature every night, did it for years, had to, you know, uh, bob and weave and work your way to the front. And I think it was a better show for the fan. And now the way they got it all set up, time trials, you know, hot time should have a meaning to it. Uh, gets you, uh, you know, ultimately, if you qualify, you're going to be up front. Right. And, you know, our friend, uh, the UMP modified driver, yeah, Nick Hoffman. Nick Hoffman. Hoffman. He that? has been on a tear, and I'm not taking anything away from Nick Hoffman. But, boy, when you start on the pole every night, it makes life a lot easier. Yeah, and, and you know, like we were talking earlier, um, just getting to the pole, you know, right. is, is hard. And and so so for those of you guys that, are, that aren't aware, in the Summer Nationals Modified uh, Tour, Nick Hoffman, they've run 21 races so far. Nick Hoffman's won 17 of those 21 races. Actually, was news the other night down in, in Granite City when Bobby won down at Granite City, or almost won down in Granite City, uh, that Nick actually didn't win, uh, which was actually news. And I tell you what, he absolutely drove the wheels off that he car. He does. He builds his own cars. They're, they're the elite chassis. Yeah. And everywhere he goes, I remember hearing about this guy down in Florida. And he is the one of the perennial winners everywhere he goes. And I tell you what, he's proven it this summer on the Summer Nationals Tour. Now, speaking of perennial winners, too, we got, uh, let's see, Ed Bennyfield. Uh, Rick Stone says Ricky Thornton Jr. is in town. Yeah. And yeah. it's going to be a hot shoe. Hey, I wanted to say happy belated birthday to Tony Izzo Sr., June 13th, 77 years old. It just don't seem possible. And I made a little note up here, Mr. Santa Fe. Yeah, King of the Clay. He oh, was, man. That's what they call him, that, King yeah, of the Clay. That's right. A and, side note, he, uh, he went in for some surgery today, but everybody always asks how he's doing and He's 77 and still as sharp as a pencil, and he uh, nice. he had a little procedure today that uh, we've been told went went well. So uh, um, I appreciate everybody always asking how he's doing and um, the support that you've showed not only him but my family, my mom, my sure. brother, my sisters, and all of us for all the years of the, what we've done with racing. Yeah, here, thoughts well, and prayers guys, are with him. Yeah, thoughts and prayers are with you, and you guys bring a lot to the table. So, and, and again, a little bit of backstory, what Tony was talking about, about his dad and Santa Fe. In case nobody's familiar or the people are or maybe not as familiar with Santa Fe, that was a hard racetrack to run. Um, so it was a, they called it a half mile, but it, there was, it was not a half mile. I mean, I don't think if you ran around the pit area and included the grandstands, I don't think it was a half mile. Long, long straightaways, super very tight, tight corners, corners, very narrow. Flat. Flat, hard to pass. Um, what was what was his secret there? He'd figure out how to go on the outside if he had to, or to, I mean, he could, he just would go where they weren't. Yeah. Um, 
just would go where they were not. And uh, I think I think it got to a point. It was more of a intimidation factor at some point too, where it, like it, it was, that way. you yeah. know, where just people were more worried about trying to beat him instead of coming there and just running their show. So he kind of mentally had them, yeah. you know, I, but I'll be honest with you. I mean, the one thing it, he'd help anybody Yeah. and everybody would say, why are you trying to help that guy set up his race car? Yeah. I don't need him spinning out in front of me. Right. Right. I don't need him causing yellows. Makes I want sense. him out there battling me, making me stronger. That's I right. mean, he put guys in race cars that were struggling at times that were losing rides or whatever. I mean, I know at one time, not only did he have his own car out there, but he owned three or four of the cars that were out there racing. So oh, man. maybe that's how he won. He owned all the cars. Hey, yeah, <laughs> just tell him you got to finish behind me. Yeah, that's, that's right. how it works. Yeah. That's right. And so, one of the, another cool thing about that track, I don't know, did you ever run there, Shane? No, went up there and watched a lot of races, <laughs> never ran Santa Fe. So they had a neat little short quarter mile, and then they had the half mile, which was a quarter mile plus just a little bit. But then when you came off of turn two of the half mile, you actually had to run uphill to the banking for the quarter mile. So on, in a sprint car, it was like a ramp. Yeah. So you come off of turn two about a third of the way down the back straightaway, you go over a rise, and it would be like almost like a jump. Yeah. Yeah. That place was. That place. I was got a funny story about that. Buddy Baker here. come to drive one of my dad's cars. They used okay. to bring the NASCAR guys into Santa Fe yeah. to do that. Yeah. Thing. He says, "Hey, how do I know where to lift?" He says, "At this place." He says, "When you go over the hump." Start lifting. <laughs> Buddy Baker went over the hump, and he said, you never tell me there was a hump on both sides of the racetrack. <laughs> Put her down in the fence. So, nice. yeah, he nice. uh, was quite the character. He'd have fun when the NASCAR guys would come in. I'll tell you, we got some stories about Daryl Waltrip when he come and drove the car and stuff. Yeah. And, Let's hear it. Well, just Daryl went out, made some laps, came in, and said to my dad, he says, uh, the car is loose. Well, my dad had a guy working for him that worked at his body shop, didn't speak a lick of English, my dad grabs him, but this is your crew chief. Tell him whatever you need. <laughs> Darren Waltrip says, loose. Car's loose. The guy says, what be loose? I tightened up everything. I check everything for you. What be loose? I don't understand what's loose. So, oh, my God. One of the, so one of the funniest stories, Santa Fe stories about my dad real quick is he just, as serious as he was and stuff, he still was the jokester. I mean, I remember one time he snuck up behind the pace car because they used to have the pace car go out for every yellow and it'd okay. shoot out the half mile under the yeah. quarter mile. Well, he decided he thought it'd be pretty funny to go because the guy get out of the car and he'd stand and watch the race and he'd help spot. Sure. So he snuck up behind this Toyota Corolla they had or whatever at the time, and he jacked the rear tires off the ground just <laughs> oh. far enough, right? <laughs> the first yellow that comes out, the guy jumps in the pace car to go, and they're yelling on the radio, go, 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 and he's... He ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Dropped the jack, and he went out the pit opening as fast as he possibly could. So. Love it. Yeah. Love so it. what was it like, uh, you know, growing up under a legend like him? Tony, did you did you start out taking you to the races and you were in the stands, or did you get No, I told the story the other day. Somebody said, uh, I said, if it wasn't for my mom, I probably wouldn't have raced. Really? The first race I ever had, uh, my dad didn't even know I was in it. Okay. He, uh, somebody come over and said, you might want to go watch that four-cylinder race. All right. My dad says, I'm working on my race car. I don't. What do I need to go watch a four-cylinder race for? He said, your son's out there. Oh, boy. What do you mean? Yeah. He's not out there. She said, they said, your son's out there in the four-cylinder race. You might want to get up there and watch. So, yeah. Um, my mom bought a car. We never told him because we guessed. We weren't sure what his reaction was going to be. Oh, boy. Um, but once, once she did that and once we broke dice with that, he was all in with giving us and me and my brother and whatever we needed. Um, 
the both of them gave us whatever we needed whenever we needed to be competitive. Nice. Oh boy. Nice. That's awesome. So let's see, you know, when I looked out those numbers, uh, 77, 78, 79, 80 track champion at Santa Fe, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88. Now, you know, it's one thing to, uh, win a championship at a track. It's tough. Yeah, but to sit there and have such a dominant run, you know, behind the wheel of one of those cars. I mean, uh, Jimmy O'Connor, the number eight ride, that was, uh, you know, he was always tough. Arnie Gardner, uh, you know, I first saw him, he drove a car at Makokata um, at a special I had yeah. one night. And Dwayne Steffi ended up winning it. But then Dad took me up to uh, Santa Fe, and we got to watch him uh, run up there. Well, the, the more crazy thing about it is nine track championships while running three businesses, Come on. raising a family. How do you do it? And that's everything crazy. else, you yeah. know, so that, that's, that's really where, um, you know, that's really where the specialness in something like that, um, happens. Yeah. Very cool. Tony, I'm going to tell you what, your car, you had number 16 on it. Uh, what, uh, get a picture of one of those 16 cars up there with some pink on it. Uh, that was always, I thought, man, this guy shows up the racetrack. Yep, that was die cast that, uh, you know, I had a picture of. Uh, pink car, pink well, that fire car that you were just showing was a pink car also. Yeah. My dad always had pink cars, and um, we did a pink car, I think, the first year that I went to the World 100. Okay. We painted a pink like my dad's car to just... Um, Way to honor it. You know, to honor it, and just always at the World 100, it was reveal what, sure. you know, yeah. your, your schemes, your best looking whatever, and we went there with a pink car, pink car and it took a very well liking to it. it. It was, we had to completely paint and prep each panel ourselves. You couldn't buy that pink back then and we'd have to sand it, prep it and paint it. It was actually, uh, it's a Panther pink is what they call it. It's a Chrysler. You're right, Chrysler color. It's a Chrysler Panther pink. Nice. Had it on like nice. 70 dusters. Uh, yep. the, yeah, it was Mopar yep. color. Wow, that's something else. Tell the fans, how'd you end up with uh, number 16, Tony? Well, like I was telling you earlier, I ended up with a, always wanted a six in my number because of my dad being 66. And yeah. through Little League and baseball and whatnot, they didn't have numbers that high. So I always tried to get a six. Yeah. And then when I uh, started playing high school hockey, I ended up with 16. And that's when I started racing was my senior year of high school. So uh, what position? Uh, mostly left wing. We played a little bit of center. Okay. But uh, our senior year when we won the we won the Catholic League state championship and stuff our oh, senior man. year. Look we, out. Uh, Very cool. My brother Joey was now, he was the hockey player. He right. went to Montreal for two years. Oh, boy. Lived nice. with a family up there and played junior hockey and all that. Oh, and my gosh. Really wish he would have stuck with that right. a little more because, um, you know, uh, he, he was the hockey player. Of the he family. was a man. Nice. Yeah. All right. Hockey. Hey, Wook, you got a picture of that uh, yellow uh, late model? You know, I always love stories right of how there. people Tony, come up with their numbers. That car was oh, yeah. just oh yeah beautiful. I mean, you think about you know, you know, it's been a few years ago, but if you rolled out with that paint scheme today, it looked beautiful. One thing I liked about race cars is I like big numbers. I liked uh, I liked them to not have a lot of splash to where you couldn't read anything. Right, and that was a beautiful car. Now, where was that? Well, oh, that's that? ironic that you bring that up. Yeah. That's the last time I raced the World 100. So, okay. pink car the first time I ever went, yellow and white car the last time I ever go. went. And what year would that have been, Tom? I would say that was probably 02 or 03. Okay. I'm thinking uh, was the last time we went there. And uh, What kind of car was that? That was the CJ Raymond car oh, that we uh, designed to back ourselves, did a lot of 
a lot of things on the back um, end of it that we uh, we were trying and stuff. It just that was that was like you say that was the last time we went out there and attempted. We didn't do very well. We just struggled all weekend. So, but you were there. That's yeah. it. You know, I mean, know. again, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. We were there in the days. I mean, I'm proud to say I qualified third for the World 100 when it was 280 plus exactly. cars there. Exactly, and people don't right. you know, understand that. I've made the World 100 when it was 280 cars. Yes. Not to take so. anything away from anybody that makes right. it today. Exactly. But, you know, years ago, you went there in hopes of being in the top 120 qualifiers right. just so you got to run a heat race. Yeah. Right. They don't get 120 cars no more. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's just, a, it's just different, different times. times. It yeah. is what it is. But, um, man, to, you know, think... Some of the things we've accomplished, like I said, I'm proud to say that I made the World 100 when it was that, and I and I've, I've qualified very well over there. At, um, you know, for Brian to win it twice, you know, your guest two weeks ago sure. is just is just amazing too. Just because sure. there's so much, there's just so much that goes into that whole. There's so much luck that nobody for even like him to win it twice, Scott Bloomquist to win it as many times as he has, and Billy Moore okay, for as on. much luck that goes into that yeah. race, as go. much that goes on from the minute you pull in that gate. On Wednesday or Thursday to Saturday right. to be able to accomplish that numerous times is just—it's just amazing. It's Nobody crazy. has no clue. And the way the way I look at it is—is it's—it's it's, there are certain there are certain races that are more than just a race. They're an event, and it's not just the social thing. Like you say, there takes it takes so much to win it. You have the Chili Bowl in midget racing. You have the the Knoxville Nationals in sprint car racing, and you have the World One Hundred in late models. And they're similar in that you're absolutely right. It takes a lot of luck, and and you also the level of competition and the people that haven't competed at that level have no idea how hard it is to be one out of a hundred or two hundred sure. cars that that are able to accomplish it once, let alone multiple times. So, so yeah, you should wear that. Impressed with like a guy like Tim McCready going and winning the Chili Bowl just blows my mind because right. again, just needing so many things to go right to begin with, right. and here's a guy who doesn't drive them on a daily basis, right, but everything right. just fell into place. The right setup, the right preparation, the right draw. I mean, there's just, there's just so many things. So many factors, yeah. Yep. And, hey. and you have to have that skill level, that flexibility and skill level and the ability to adapt to the different type of car. It's pretty And Pat, who's that kid we're talking about? He's run some cup and sprint cars and chili bowl and late model. That's Kyle something or other. Yeah. You know, What's he's, his name? I'm, I'm still not sold on him yeah. yet. I'm not, I'm not sure if he's really going to amount to much. He's got a lot of potential, but... Yeah. <laughs> I tell yeah, me he's going to be at Fairbury this weekend for the Perrier Classic. Yeah, you know, we've watched... Uh, Kyle Larson, is, he is, he he's is just a, phenomenal. He's a generational-level talent. Yes. Yeah, he, he just... He must have just such a feel that, again, like we were talking in the break, or before we ever started, about help and you know you're only as good as the people around you and he obviously has good people that he can re bring bring them the information back sure. to them that they right. can just say right. this is what he needs all right hey uh we're gonna give some stuff away we're gonna have our first uh question here so uh what are we gonna give away first of all uh hey we got some cool mars not my mind i only have a little bit of it left <laughs> look at that yeah. there you go <laughs> yeah and we got some uh all-star performance Caps, you can see they're on camera. They are great. And hopefully, uh, Wookie had the right camera on me when I was holding that cap up. And love, so, love all -star products. we're going to ask first uh, question uh, How many cars raced the Mars series so far this year in 2021? 
And just go ahead. Total number of cars. Yeah, total number of cars. Total number of different drivers that have competed at the 10 events we've had. There you go. Type it in, and uh, we'll start looking at the totals. When we get a winner, we'll record it. Remember, we're over here at the Dunright uh, TV studio live. We're at 1414 West Locust Street in Davenport, Iowa, right down from Davenport Speedway. So how many cars race Mars Series uh, in 2002-1? Total amount of different drivers that have been in it. And we're going to give you a cool uh, ball cap. You can pick it up here at, at the, the studio. studio. Okay. And they, how, how are they going to enter, Shane? Whether they're on Facebook or YouTube, right? Or, yeah. So we've got all three of them up there right now. we got people guessing. Yeah. Timbo Gould's at 54. And uh, Comments below. Yeah. We're going to have, uh, before Tony zips out of here, we're going to have him autograph some of this stuff. So it's real cool. And you've got one, CJ Cross, 66. We're watching those numbers. As soon as we see the correct number, we'll uh, let you know. And that is the number we went with. So, Tony, let's talk about that uh, Mars race we got coming up tomorrow. Hoker 50, $10,000 to win. Now, you guys have been in town with us in the past, and you've actually been uh, Mars uh, Racing Series at Davenport 10 times, uh, you know, in the history of Mars. But uh, we're going to be there tomorrow. Uh, Ricky Thornton Jr., Bobby Pierce, and we're going to have the best of the best there, and it's going to be the place to be. I think, uh, um, I think uh, Hudson O'Neill. Yeah, Hudson he's already out there. there. The, we stopped awesome. the track on the way here. He's already out there working on his stuff. Uh, I see somebody put, look what Brandon Overton did at the World 100 this year. Right. Or at the Dream. I'm sorry, yeah. the Dream. That's right. He's in town. Um, he's he going to be here. It. So yeah. the number nice. one driver in the country is is going to be, be competing here. tomorrow. And nice. We're lucky enough to be sandwiched between two fifty thousand to win races. That's right. Um, the consistency went way accident. above and beyond. Yeah. Out at the Silver Dollar Nationals and paid some outrageous amount of money. That good for them. Um, I love to see that. If Kasiski's are racers. Yeah. You know. Uh, not take anything away from promoters who aren't a racer, but I've always said the thing that I like about my successful shows, it allows me to give back to the racer, do another one. And, um, you know, the 53000 that they're paying out there wow. is just – and, and Fairbury this year stepping right. up and, and being right. the, the first time they're paying. I think it's – the biggest paying race in Illinois has ever been. I don't think anything's even been close. I think oh 10,000 or 20,000 might have been the most yeah. we've ever done in Illinois. So being sandwiched between two of them yeah. is what's allowing us to have a great field of cars, but that wasn't by accident. Um, sure. You know, World of Outlaws has come here on this date in the past, and with their scheduling changing the way they did, and the bigger show that they're pl- planning out here at the Davenport Speedway in. Right. That's right, coming up it, in August. August, 26th, yeah. 27th, 28th. Which is going to be a great event. They great chose show. to not do this midweek show, and then me and Ricky got together and um, jumped right on it with a Mars Series race. And um, I think, uh, I think, like you said, I mean, we know we're going to have a lot of the heavy hitters. A lot of guys will opt out to be ready for that 50000 Sure. Um, but I still think you're going to see, you know, you're going to see a mixture of guys that you don't see everywhere else. That's right. World of Outlaw guys getting ready for August. Yeah. World of Outlaw guys getting ready for Prairie Dirt Classic. Right. Lucas guys that came from I-80 getting ready to go to Prairie Dirt Classic. So it's going to be... It's going to be interesting. Hey, I'm looking at uh, Mike McGuire. You guessed 90. we got to go a little higher. Still not on the number. A little higher than Mike McGuire's number. 90 guess. And we will be there. We've got uh, a lot of good prizes to give away. So We're getting warmer. keep on guessing. We're getting a little warmer. 
Uh, and I uh, want to let you know, also coming up here, we're going to have the Ronnie Weed Memorial on August 13th over Davenport Speedway. And then, like we said, uh, World Outlaw Race is coming up August 26th. 27th, 28th, tickets are on sale right now for that show, worldoutlaws.com. And for camping information, call the Mississippi Valley Fairgrounds at 563-326-5338. Okay, Carl Thompson, you are too high. Lloyd Bacon, you're too high. Yeah, CJ, you're getting real close. CJ's the close one. Yeah, that's getting real hot. Oh, yeah, Timbo Gold is pretty close, too. Yeah, okay. Oh, yes. Dave Walden, you're high. Your number's high. I didn't mean you were high. Yeah, there you go, Dave. Also, Don't color uh, flag high here. Also, hey, guys, oh. please make sure that you like There and we share. go, Bob Danielson. You are the winner. Hey, so we're going to mark this down. Uh, you will get a free hat autographed by Tony. And you are the winner nice. at 102, Bob Danielson. The studio is at 1414 West Locust. That's right. We're right down from the speedway. Swing by the studio if you come to town tomorrow to watch a race. We're open until 5 o'clock. Stop in. No, let's see. We can, uh, we can have it at the souvenir trailer tomorrow if you respond yeah. back on here that you're going to have it. That's what we'll do. Uh, and he can pick it up. We're going to have all some. of our items. We got our new shirts for this event, and uh, yes. we got the new koozies. And anybody that wins that responds on here that you'll be at the track, we'll just have you can pick it up at the souvenir trailer. So, Bob, are you going to be at the racetrack, or do you want to pick it up here at the studio? Just respond uh, down on the message board. And uh, I started saying it when we found, when we had a winner. If you haven't already, please make sure you like and share. Uh, it helps us out. And uh, we our numbers have been increasing weekly, and so we like to uh, get this out to as many people as absolutely possible. Yeah, so, absolutely, guys. Help, help make this... Uh... A success because there you, you can never you can never promote enough in this business you, you know can't. it's just it's you can't you can't you take it from a promoter who thinks he's got all the ends covered and then have somebody <laughs> say i didn't even know you guys were racing this week i know that breaks your heart and it's just oh i didn't even know there's a racetrack in town come on and right. it's yeah and it's like you what know um we're, we're one of those that still um try to hand out the paper flyers at the track because there's there's not a lot of I mean not everybody is on Facebook believe right. it or not right. yeah believe it I or can, not I can tell you no that. you're talking you know like uh, you know I'm 62 years old they didn't introduce the PC till 1980 yep hey I'm out of college by then right and so there you go so anyway uh, uh, we've also got some tickets we can give away to the race tomorrow but hang on here uh, wanted to ask you now when we had Gary Webb in here a couple of weeks Tony. I said, uh, you know, what was your greatest racing experience and what was your worst memory in racing? And he said, you know, up there at Santa Fe, 1990, uh, Santa Fe National uh, Clay Track Championship. And he said, man, that pilot they had, if you look it up on the Internet, it's still posted on there. He said, man, I went into, you know, a cloud of dust. And he said, I hit that uh, wreck wide open. And I, I don't know how long it took to clear that wreck. I wasn't at that show. But... But Webb was telling me hours. I yeah. mean, he said, we could have used a crane to lift all the cars off one another. But he said, thank God there were no fires or anything like that. Right. But yeah, how there wasn't is still mind-boggling to me. Um, I mean, I, I know it made people sick. Yeah. Literally throwing up, watching yeah. it happen and seeing cars sitting there and people running there wide open and you just hear the throttle just stop and the next thing you know, the crash. And 
when the dust finally settled and you looked back and there was 10 to 12 cars tall. Right. Yeah. That they just kept going under and under. Under and, and under. It just was just unbelievable. Tony, you were in that. Well, yeah, we, we raced that race. Um, I was telling you earlier, we, we felt, I feel like we were one of the first cars that was, uh, what had happened real quickly so everybody, you know, and Little John gets a bad rap for this all the time that he was, Little John Provenzano, which I seen somebody post on here, gets a bad rap that he was the cause of the accident. He he broke coming out of turn two, was slowing on the racetrack, and cars went around the left side, around the routes, around them to avoid them, right. and it kicked up a lot of dust where guys couldn't see, and, and guys just started spinning. Uh, I remember being slowing down for it because I seen guys starting to spin being one of the first cars and getting hit so hard that it actually pole vaulted me through it before they all started piling up. And then as we came down to front straight, we looked across, I just couldn't believe my eyes. And you no know, first thoughts were, where's my dad? You know, because we we're in right. a race together right. and I seen yeah. he was okay. And then next thought was start praying for all these guys because it was, you know, it, it, was, it, bad. it was bad. And the good Lord was looking over every one of them because uh, everybody walked out. I mean, there was a lot, a lot of torn up race right. cars. Yeah. But nobody, nobody, nobody left the facility in an ambulance. Now, Webb told That's me amazing. he had just sold the car to Dick Plug, and he said, man, when I got that thing home, I, you know, stuck it in the garage and locked the thing down and, you know, got to work fixing it because, you know, he's driving somebody else's car, you know, essentially. And in that wreck, uh, it was bad. He said, man, I just, uh, I just kept hearing these engines coming in it, you know, Seventy five hundred eight grand, and then they just shut off. And he's yeah. like, "When is this going to end?" And he said, "I just hung on to the wheel." Yeah, I mean, I just I'm thankful that I was one of the first ones and didn't. Proof there is a God. Proof there is a God. So uh, let's see. We've given away one of our prizes. That's going to be Bob Danielson. Uh, Bob, we can have that. Like I said, we can have it at the trailer tomorrow at the racetrack. And Tony, you're going to have a souvenir trailer out Correct. by the grandstand area. Yep. Yep, with all our new shirts, all our new items. Man, I can't wait. Set up ready to go. I know. Uh, you know, funny thing about it is Pat and I were always up in the announcer's booth. By the time we get everything unplugged, put away, it's 1030, and the souvenir trailers are locked and loaded and heading down the road. So yep, that's we're right. going to have to get out there kind of early tomorrow and try to get some stuff. I'll be there early. Yeah, all I'll right. Get your swag on. That's yeah. right. And that's one of the right. things we're going to do, Tony, we've done uh, in the past is we do a live pit walkthrough now. The show is going to be on Flow Racing. That's right. And uh, Dunright TV, we're going to do a live walkthrough down the pit area, kind of interview from some drivers. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, we've done that uh, at the Lucas Oil Show. They had at Makokota. We had 7,000 people watching. Yeah. Is yeah. that crazy? That's it, it just, just crazy. Oh, well, they're, they're, they're a great just... idea, and you guys do a great job of that to, uh, you know, help promote the the – evenings events and letting the people know who's there and 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 whatnot yes that's that's a great it's a good time added addition to the race yeah so uh let's uh go on down here tony let's see i wrote down some numbers uh now 1995 i had run across this uh you're at that point in your career 163 top fives 284 top tens uh 40 feature wins in the article that i read uh, in you know that was up to 1995, but I mean when you start looking at those stats, 163 top fives. Uh, how'd you do it, man? A lot of hard work. That's that's the answer. I mean it just, I did it because I had the luxuries to do it. Right. Um, we did win a lot of races at tracks that my mom and dad owned, but I'm yeah. going to tell you we ran 
won a lot of races at a lot of tracks they had nothing to do with. Yeah, right. And I've run fourth in the Dirt Track World Championship, and I'm not, again, trying to beat my drum, but I am beating my drum a little you bit because to. I earned it. That's why we're here. Um, and, and I got to tell you. what I always would tell everybody that thought that there was an advantage because my parents owned a racetrack, I said the only advantage that my parents give me is they allow me to work on my race car seven days a week if I want, yeah. 24 hours a day, and they don't make me go get another job or right. do whatever. I was told, do good in school, graduate high school, you can race, and if you stay out of trouble, stay out of the gin mills, stay off the drugs, you'll always have a race car. And nice. that was what I did. I graduated high school and worked, worked day and night Man, and just outworked people. Yeah. You know, uh, it's even having working for the guys, and I've worked for a lot of promoters over the years, and worked at a lot of racetrack, raced a lot of tracks. Uh, you know, an example would be uh, Ricky and Brenda Kai. Now, Justin runs there. It's almost a disadvantage when you, mom and dad run the track and you're there because they don't want anything to look like an advantage. Right. So they actually are tougher on that car than the other cars on the speedway. And so, you know, he's got some work cut out. Well, we just went night. through that on that Summer Nationals event where we were in line for a provisional, and I went to Ricky and said, who do you want to put in? He said, well, who do you want to put in? I said, well, all my guys are kind of in. I says, it's up to you. And he says, I'd rather not pick or choose anybody. He said, because what if it was right the right. 15 car that was next in line? He right. said, I, I just... You know, and he's got a tough job to deal with there. And, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, so it was it was really kind of tough. And we left it up to the, we, we put it in the hands of UMP at that point. Okay. Uh, the track said we don't run a weekly UMP right. open late model. So we're, all his guys were kind of were in. Right. All my guys who supported my summer national races were in. So we kind of left it up to UMP to take the highest guy sure. in points that finished up there. That was all. Right. Just, Good. it's a tough thing to do. Yeah. Hey, we got another uh, hat we're going to give away. Autographed hat, all-star performance. So here we got, uh, uh, what year did Tony Izzo win the UMP National Championship? What year did Tony Izzo win the UMP National Championship? Put it on the message board. Uh, we'll uh, give one of these hats away, and we'll also uh, have it at Souvenir Trailer at the racetrack tomorrow night for you to pick that up, the lucky winner. So go ahead and type in the message board. And oh, Timbo Gould, you are something else. Okay, Lloyd Bacon, come on, man. I wish I was racing yeah. in '76. I was racing in '76, but not I was Tony. six years old. Right, you were thinking about racing. I'll tell you uh, what, I was thinking. Oh, about racing. Christian Balda, come on, 1902. You know, <laughs> we're really rolling the clock back. You gotta nice. be, better get back with Rocket Rob and start putting a race car together. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, just keep uh, guessing there. And uh, boy, you, there, CJ there's some really Cross. Close, yeah. Oh my God, Cross and Gould, you are close. Splitting the difference, I think. Aren't so you run yeah. a lot of tracks over the years, uh, Tony. We're going to keep watching that uh, board there. Uh, Corbin, hey, we got a winner. We got one, Gus Grip. My Gus. God, I hope you're going to the racetrack uh, tomorrow night. We're going to give two of them away. We had Gus Grip and Dave Walton come in together, uh, so we're going to be Gus Grip. Nice. Dave Walden can't play. He's an employee. Yeah, there you go. You're flying. Come on. He likes hats, so. So, Tony, uh, you've raced around a lot, and I think Shane might have been just, just starting to ask this question. Everybody has a favorite track. 
What's yours? What's your favorite track that you've ever run? Either Brownstown, Indiana, or Cedar Lake, Wisconsin. One of the two. Nice. I did not expect either one of those. Okay. Um, had a lot of success at both. Yeah. Um, sat on the pole of a 40000 to win race at wow. Cedar Lake. Okay. Um, had a lot of success up there. Won a ton of races at, well, not a ton of races. I consider them a ton. You know, four or five races at Brownstown, Indiana, when Remember you that? talk about it was just go to Brownstown and hope you made the race. I mean, right. that was when right. the, the cream of the crop was there on Saturday nights, and we went there and won Wookie. a night before a Stars race. And, Hang on a minute here, Tony. Nice. Wookie, you got a picture of uh, Tony winning the race at Brownstown, and you've got the winner's board. Why don't you pop that up on the screen? Really? Yeah. Is that yeah. the uh, Northern All-Star one? If you see a board in front of the car, that's the one. Number 16 with a, there, there, you, it there is. you go. How about that? Brownstown Speedway feature winner. Nice. Now, if you went Brownstown, man, you're doing something. That's right. And again, pink. That's right. And I love that. It's still a racing hotbed now. It is. So go ahead with your story, Tony. Well, I just, it was, it was just a place that we, you know, obviously you like to, you know, you like the places that you have the most success at. But sure. I mean, um, I had more success at Kankakee Speedway than I did anywhere, but I wouldn't consider it you know, one of my favorite racetracks, not that there's anything wrong with it. It's changed a few times over the last couple of years, but just there was something about, you know, going to Brownstown and and, and knowing that if you went there and you competed and you, you, you were doing something. And you, you, we'd always start out early, go there and get a real good test to see where yeah. we were going to be come, you know, for the season. Cause they, Southern Indiana. So they would start, you know, a month or two earlier than right. what we would down right. here. Right. Yeah. That right there is actually the very first Indiana icebreaker in 1998, uh, okay. maybe. All right. Um, they're all Lucas oil races now to Indiana icebreaker, right. but I was the right. very first winner of the Indiana icebreaker there. Who's, who's that nice. guy holding the checkered flag, that skinny one? I don't know, huh? <laughs> he even smiles. We even got a full head of hair. Oh my God, that is something else. And man, that was about the time you know everybody was coming into GRTs. You know, they just uh, started flooding the area. And God, there was a time uh, you know up here in the Midwest and the tracks that oh, I yeah. went to, it was like it had to be half the cars were GRTs in the field. Yeah, absolutely. So that's something else. So hey, that's we cool. got uh, so the two winners. We just uh, brought that up of the ball caps: Gus Grip, Dave Walden. We will have them at the Souvenir Trailer tomorrow night at Davenport Speedway. Make sure and show up and uh, pick up your ball cap. Dave, you're going to have to go there before you go to the infield. Uh, and uh, Gus Grip uh, might be a little late, but you'll be there. That's okay. We'll hang out of the hat. We'll and have that Tony, there. Where, okay. can, where can people, if, if somebody's not coming tomorrow, where can people find out more information on Mars and the schedule and, and the like? Do you guys have a website? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, www, obviously. MarsRacingSeries.com. Uh, yeah. We have all the information up there. And um, if you follow us on our Facebook page, we have a dedicated, two dedicated people to constantly um, update. So sure. we'll, we'll, you'll have the heat race finishes as fast as you can get them anywhere. Nice. Um, we'll have yeah. photos on our page of who's here and um and again, go to Dunright TV on Facebook yep. tomorrow. Just go to our Facebook page. You're going to see the live video. We're going to do a pit walk through. It's probably going to be around, uh, I'm going to say, about 
4.30, maybe, 4 o'clock, 4.35. Just watch for the video to start. Click on it. It's free. You can see all the drivers. My guys are working on a uh, driver's list tonight. Um, Good. I keep getting emailed or text messages from guys who were on the fence about coming or not. But we're going to put something out here uh, real soon. That There you go. There you done go. Right, done right. Mars TV Race. Mars but, um, we're going to have a list out before the night's over of right. all the people that have made some sort of confirmation with us so that the, the people know. And uh, we Wookie, do a really do you have that job. flyer you can put up there, Mars, uh, for the race tomorrow? 10,000 away. You know, one of the things, speaking of social media, one of the things I like to, to put out there for anybody and everybody watching this, and I've already done this myself, is I encourage all race fans to like and share not only our show, but also this stuff. You know, if you're going to go to the races, man, share it with on, share on, it. Your, on your page. Let share all of your, your friends, racing friends and non-racing friends, know where you're going. What you're doing. Yeah. You know, that the, brings more people into it than we realize. And your sponsors you know, and I don't want to throw anybody there. under the bus here, but right. the racers aren't the racers aren't the easiest people to get to and they're busy. We're don't busy. get me wrong. And yeah. nobody wants to commit to something too soon, but the racers really should do a better job of letting people know when they're coming and not coming. Um it, it, I just I, I see a little bit of lacking there, but um you know, that's why we, we, we do our work to try and get as much information as we can to the fan. But, yeah, share it, you know, like it, get it out there because I, there's just, you would think, like you said, that you've covered all the grounds of promoting, but you, you just can't believe the people that still just, oh, I didn't even know you were racing. Oh, I didn't even know this was in town. So yeah. well, everything think, helps. And I, and I think a lot of people, you know, they'll post where they're at for dinner but somehow they don't post when they get to the racetrack. Here's yeah. what I'd like to point you know out, I mean? too. Tony, you got Hoker Trucking LLC at Dixon, Iowa, sponsoring the race tomorrow yeah. along with uh, Roofer Chiropractic. I mean, how important are those sponsors to you, the promoter? Very. Very important. Very. Okay. Um, Jeff called me up two weeks ago and said, I know that I you know, told you I wasn't going to be capable of help. Jeff's helped me so much in the past, Jeff, with Jeff sure. Hoker Truck, and he, yeah. he helps so many people. I, I don't know how the guy does it. I, I, Huge I wish people, Nick Jensen, hey boss, sorry. I just wish people realized, and maybe they do, but I mean, racing can't exist without a guy like right. Jeff Hoker. It's just, right. it's, you know, we often question and wonder, man, how's the guy do it? But, um, you know, he, he got himself, Involved with a lot of different things, and, and uh, he said to me that he just was going to have to take a pass on any of the events with me this year and whatnot. And he's been so good to me in the past; that's fine, no big deal. But then he seen this come up, and he said, "Hey, I, a lot of my guys are going to be there, and this is a." He's really behind the Davenport push. He's wow. really behind making sure right. Ricky and right. Brenda and everybody's got what they need there. So it was a no-brainer for him to be. Uh, title sponsor for this race. And he just sent me a message and he said, hey, I want to be title sponsor for this thing. He said, "I can we make it happen? Well, absolutely. And then absolutely. Yeah. Michelle, shout, shout out to You them. know, with Michelle Roof from Chiropractor, we've been talking for a couple of years here and there, back and forth, what can we do? And I said, well, put something together for this race and see how much we can grow it. So between the two of them, it's being, I think it's one of the other reasons that we're going, the money that Jeff Hoker put my way, our way, um, for this event allowed us to up the starting money by $100 per spot. We're giving wow, 200 nice. to every car that comes through the gate, I mean, which doesn't sound like a lot of money because- non-qualifiers get 200 bucks. 
they're going to go home with $200 That's in their pocket, money. you know, yeah. and it, it wouldn't be possible without a sponsor like him that came. And sure. it, it, at the end of the day, it's not possible without the great fans that show up at the racetrack. That's we right. need all of you. We need it. That's we right. need it all to come out. And that's, you know, that's how they, that's how they pay these big races. And sure. you, you have I to actually, have these races to have the 30,000 win races in August. Right? That's right. And I actually shared that. I shared the purse that had not only the starting pay, but all, you know, second, I think it's 5,000. Um, and, you know, and, and I think it was, how much is it to start tomorrow? $600. That's good. Uh, and $200 for tow money, that's outstanding. Yeah, that's outstanding. absolutely. For and non racers, that's a ton of money. We normally only start 22 cars, and we upped it to 24 cars. Oh, wow. So that's a, we're going to start two more cars. They're going to go home with $600 each. But sure. it's it's a, it's sad to hear, and not mention any names, but it is sad to hear people tell me, ah, that purse ain't strong enough for us to come and race. You know, um, I get it. Yeah, because again, they just race for fifty three. and They're gonna race for fifty again, right. but it's it's big picture stuff, you know. Okay, it might not be enough for that one day, but if the Mar series is gonna stay around and you're gonna need places to go race, you know, maybe you want to come to this race next year because you're in a different situation, sure. different car owner, different deal. Right. To just not come because it's not paying the start money of a 10,000 win Lucas race or a world outlaw race. It's just, I don't have the corporate sponsors of a Lucas right. oil race. And, and um, that, that's what it all comes down to. But it, it they're going to miss out because again, Ricky, Al and everybody who's such a great job at the racetrack. It's so racy. Um, and it's a, it's a good test for these guys for this big money coming up in August. In a world outlaw show, uh, you know, a year ago and it was a quarter mile show. And I remember after the race, uh, Jimmy Owens come up, uh, Kate Dillard, and Brennan Shepard and said, man, I would race on a track like this every night. I mean, it was three wide. Yeah, yeah Jimmy Owens so, was the first one to reach out to me to let us let me know he was coming. So, he, so great. he likes this place a, a lot. So. so, you know, in the, and like we talked a little bit earlier, if you're going to tune that thing up for that three-day World Outlaw special, uh, don't go out and rent racetracks. Come on out and make a little money and race. Well, I here. think a lot of guys are going to use this as a test for the Prairie Dirt Classic, too. I mean, quarter sure, miles or right. quarter miles. Um, you know, I, I think the guy will try some stuff tomorrow that it, maybe he hasn't been. Yeah. You know, he didn't want to try it last week at a 53. He wants to go there and he doesn't want to wait and try it for a 50. Right. Yeah. He, he can. Right. He can you do know, it on a 10,000 win show. And, That's exactly and plus, correct. running a race team like a business, you don't have the overhead of haul money. There, you know, there's there's no overhead other than pit passes and in, in, in the in the cost of firing the car because you're already here or traveling through. Yeah, That's absolutely. also one of the reasons why I've tried to share it as much as possible to get as many guys that didn't know about it ahead of time that would say, oh, hey, look at that. I can pick up a $10,000 win race right on my way through between Nebraska and Fairbury. Well, so. and, and there's already talk amongst, you know, the partners in the group and the sponsors of if we have to make it bigger and if we can make it bigger yeah. next year or the, sure. if tomorrow's successful, yeah. then we make it bigger. Because like you said, it, it, these guys are in town. They're coming through town. Yeah. It, you know, so we don't we won't have that guy saying, hey, I can't make it because it's kind of light or whatever. If we got to step up our game, if the people show up and the gates are full, then we'll, we'll give back. And, and Tony, you just hit the nail right on the head. That's what I want to talk about and share with everybody. Guys, we actually have an input into this. Okay, we can make this thing successful by liking it, sharing it, sharing with your friends. If you're going to go to the races, I encourage everybody to go to the races. Uh, share it socially. 
uh, try to bring a new person with them. The more that we pack the stands tomorrow night for, for this special show, the more that we ensure that we'll have more shows like this. And then the guys that miss out on it will also hear about it down at Fairbury. Hell yeah, you should have stopped there. That place is standing room only. I would like to see that tomorrow night. And remember, we're going to be running IMCA late models and IMCA modifieds tomorrow, so you get start see the stars of IMCA out there. And yep. uh, weekly at Davenport Speedway, we've had three, uh, three people that are in the national uh, hunt. We've had three people that... Our former national champions run there at uh, Davenport Speedway uh, in the late model division. We've had uh, uh, national champions uh, in the weekly show that are running the uh, you know the IMCA uh, Sport Mod. And uh, man, come on out! That's check right. It out. That's right. It's, I think I see CJ asked if I was going to be running. Um, obviously, uh, not yeah. in the sprint car. I plan on getting the sprint car out yet this year, and and. Um, I would love to run a late model, but I don't have anything in the but works. But CJ, yet. you got to come out to the shop and help put it together. Without a doubt, <laughs> that's Without the deal. Hey, Tony, I want to ask you too. I talked to. We ask all the drivers to come in here. Do you have any racing superstitions? I mean, Webb talked about how when he pulled in the racetrack and he's on pit row, he said if his number was an odd number. Yeah, I seen that. I yeah, listened to that. yeah, and so and then Brian Burke offered, yeah. and some of these drivers, hey, I only draw with my left hand. That's right. I mean, they've got all these funny things that they do at the racetrack. Did you have? Any of that stuff, uh, maybe, uh, you know, didn't change your uh, long underwear for a you know, I wore the same shirt one. for 98 races straight. You wore, ah, what do you do? I love it. A pink gray shirt with holes yeah. in it for 98 right. races. We ran 98 races in 1995, and I, I wore the same shirt. You uh, got to wear it. I love it. Well, yeah, because you just, you think that that that, that was the reason. Why yeah. change anything? Yeah. And, you know, it's stuff like that that fans don't realize. And, and baseball players and racers are the most two superstitious creatures. I that still you've have ever the shirt, seen. by the way. Yeah, yeah you yeah. gotta keep it. And, and, and you know, you know, you're you're ninety percent sure that has absolutely nothing to do with it. However, yeah, <laughs> why are you gonna take it? Well, like like we said, you know, you're talking about Nick Hoffman's win streak, and we all had, you know, you you talked about yours, and we had a stretch there where we were winning, we won twelve or thirteen races in a row. So it was play the same song. That's right. In the CD player, right. at the same mile marker, right. heading to the right. racetrack, park, oh. try to park in the same. Whatever you know, whatever you're doing was working. So why change it? Yeah, That's you right. didn't want to mess love up it. your chi. You got to keep the same routine down. And yeah. speaking of that, did you have a particular music you listened to on the way to the racetrack? Pearl Jam. Okay, Pearl Jam. Big there Pearl Jam fan. All right, nice. we got it going nice. on. Good we taste somebody. And I'm glad Brian remembered that the Bears beat the Steelers the last time they played them. That's right, we I'm did. Glad he didn't yeah, forget that. Yeah, right. you know what, Steelers. You know, <laughs> come on, man. But I was surprised that Brian said West Liberty was his favorite racetrack. Were you guys at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah a little really surprised. Yeah. I mean, you that know? guy. I tell you, quick story there. Uh, I uh, won a trophy dash or a dash at the big track at Davenport one night for yep. a summer nationals race and started on the pole. And uh, like I said, me and Brian, had, me and Brian are really good friends, and had a lot of good relationships and worked together good. And I said, "Man, I said I'm on the pole of this heat race." I said, "I'm front row outside." I said, "Give me some advice." I said, "You're the king around this place." I mean, he used to dominate that. Oh man, yeah. He said, "Keep the right rear in the brown all the way around, no matter where the brown goes." I go, <laughs> "What do you mean?" He goes, "When it's up all the way up against the guardrail there at that opening in turn two. He said, get all the way against the brown and keep and I put that right rear in the brown and we won that trophy dash and I just I couldn't believe I mean, crazy. the difference of getting around that place with just keeping that right rear tire in the brown like oh, the guy told that? me to do. So Oh yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Lloyd Bacon's asking about grandstand admission for tomorrow night. Now, the number I had, Tony, was 30 to get in the grandstand. That's correct, $30 and a kid's 12 and under are five, I believe. Yes, and then we had pit admission was 40. Yeah, and kids' pit passes are half price at 20. Right, okay. Nice. Nice. So there you go, Lloyd. That's uh, one for you. Hey, got another, uh, some more stuff to give away. Uh, we'll go with what year was Santa Fe Speedway shut down? We need the year that Santa Fe Speedway was shut down. Jeff Kunkel checking in, huh? Yep. Yeah, how do you That's like right. that, Jeff? Santa nice Fe seeing Speedway. you out there. Ricky Weiss is at uh, CJ. Yeah. All right. Does that mean he'll be here tomorrow? Well, it's just right down the road, so that's a good sign. I know a lot of guys were looking to practice over here uh, tonight or stay and practice on Wednesday. But uh, and Lloyd. But the problem with practicing on Wednesday is, because I even wanted to try and secure it as a rain date, is they got so much going on for the fair over there. They got to get moving along. And, right. That's and right. So the minute we're done there tomorrow, they're going to be moving full stuff. ahead. Oh, fair ahead. So um, that was why we couldn't put a practice together for Wednesday. And then as far as trying to get something together for today, you just couldn't get an ambulance Bob and get enough Danielson, stuff together. You are a winner again. Ding, ding, ding. So, wow. Hinsdale, yeah, like Illinois. yeah, we all were kind of surprised to hear that. We thought earlier 90s on that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, up next, we've still got some stuff to give away. Uh, maybe you heard it earlier in the show. How many championships? Did Tony Izzo Sr. win at Santa Fe? No, not junior. Senior. senior. Yeah, I won none at Santa Fe. Yeah. I never even won a race there. Well, Come in my four-cylinder car, I did. Never right. like there you go. You won a race. I did not know that. Uh, okay. What most people don't know is I never, as many races as I've won, I've never won a race that paid more than 5000 to win either. Yeah, I mean, really? is that crazy? You know, but that was kind of the I paid, era I got we more in. money at a second-place finish. Yeah. And fourth place in the Dirt Track World Championship and stuff like that. Then I did uh, my biggest win, and it just. Yeah. But I mean, I won as many five thousands as as you could ever want to win. Yeah. Just the one thing that I hold that I guess sticks with me is that I never hit that five figure one. Uh, Bob, you've won twice, so uh, that's enough. Everybody, just keep guessing there, and you'll figure it out. Uh, you know, that's funny. You, t you know, talk about all that money you won, Tony. Jeez. That's hey, Tony, uh, something else. You know, if, 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 it, if you picked up a bottle, a genie bottle, and rubbed it, and a genie came out and said, hey, Tony, I grant you a wish. You can, you can be part of and win any major late model race in the country right now, poof, and make it happen, what, what would it be? Oh, obviously, the World 100. Yeah. Hey, man, that's I something. mean, it just. It's granddaddy. It changes your life. I mean, it just, it just, you're always going to be. It, it, it's Derek Cope went into Daytona 500. Right. But I mean, still... It, it changes his life forever. He's yeah. always going to be the Daytona 500 champion. Nice. They can't take it away from you. It's the biggest race. Timbo uh, Gould. Uh, you got it. And just, just to know, it, it just it, it would be, you know, obviously that that's the easy answer would be the World 100. But nice. I think that's the one that 99% of the people would tell you. Very cool. Okay. I so, did have aspirations of driving a sprint car, though. Yeah. I grew hey. up wanting to run sprint cars before I, I ever imagine. did late models, and I actually almost took a job with Jack Hewitt in the 23 car that he was. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the car owners. Yeah. 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 They were based on Gal yeah, Galsberg or Peoria area, and they asked me to go with them one summer racing. And I went to a couple races with them, like down in Florida and stuff, and just uh, Jack Hewitt was always my... My, you know, I got a funny yeah, story. The first time cool. we went to Eldora, he'd come over and he said, what is wrong with you? 
I said, as far as, he says, make it real simple here. He said, I'm gonna punch you, but I'm gonna punch you from back here, or I'm gonna get up in your face and punch you, which one you want? I said, well, neither, but I guess the one up in my face. <laughs> right. He said, get up against the wall and don't get yeah. off the wall, so when you hit it, you don't feel nothing. Hey, yeah. man, that's I said, but I don't know where to lift. He says, when they start running from the motorhomes, lift, yeah. and then get back in it. <laughs> oh, that was his yeah. honest That was his nice. honest advice for me at nice. Eldora. Yeah. He was a character. And it made sense. Yeah. Why, why travel that distance yeah. to hit the fence? He said, get up next to it so it doesn't hurt as much that, when you hit it. Smart nice. man. Hey, I want to ask you, uh, do you have any hobbies other than racing? Eating. Okay, that's fine. You got it. That's fine. See, my doctor asked me the other day if I was allergic to anything. I said, yeah, work. <laughs> no, uh, uh, no, not really. I mean, I just prepping racetracks. You know, I, I mean, that's another passion I have, and that's one of the reasons I've hung on to LaSalle as long as I have here. It's just it's such a accomplishment goal to have it turn out right. the way you want it. Um, so we just ain't had a lot of, I mean, I did crack out my hockey card collection a month or two ago to just start digging through some there of the old Mario and the new rookie cool. cards and yeah. cool. stuff like that. So at one point I used to collect a, a bunch of cards and stuff like that, but my hobby's racing always is. Very cool. Yeah. And so you know, we, we haven't hardly gotten to talk about LaSalle. Is it, what's, what's the plan for the, for LaSalle? I don't know. It's so forward. tough. It's just. The places that are, the places that are successful, such as Davenport, such as Fairbury, such as Sycamore, generationals, mm -hmm. 60, 70 years they've been around. Sure, right. LaSalle is it would only really be on its second or third generation, and there wasn't, there just wasn't a big following. Okay. Um. So it's not like Fairbury where the great grandfather raced and the father raced and the grandpa raced, and yeah. that hey. Let's go to the racetrack. Even when we had the racetrack at its prime, the late model guys that came were our travelers. They had to travel an hour or so to get there. So in today's world, it's just not feasible. Um, you know, we cut back on running weekly a couple of years ago, and it worked out for a while. But now it's just... It's tough. It's tough. It, it's just tough. And, and there's just... We're in a depressed area in LaSalle. There's no doubt about it. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of jobs. There's not a lot of, um, and there's awful lot of fairs. Yeah, and sure. there's awful lot of festivals. And right, there's sure. awful lot of free stuff that I don't blame people for taking their kids and going and doing. So a lot of competition for the entertainment dollar. That's it. That's what it is. And I can see that, especially with with not running a regular program, not and, and so it being a one off of a you know oh it's oh it's this weekend. So I kind of danced around there. You know, we still do two or three races there a yeah. year. Um, but because we're not a fairgrounds, you know, like West Liberty gets away with doing two or three races a year there because right. they got to maintain the property year round for everything else that's going right. on. Right. So it's tough only doing two or three races and still trying to maintain everything there. And um, I guess we just, you know, we just don't know what the future holds. You know, it, it kind of one of those things where we just, it's it's such a neat facility. The proximity to the Chicagoland area. I have a lot of fans in Chicago, and and you know as as the you know as the Chicago metro area has grown, now LaSalle is kind of looked at at least from Chicagoland people as as the local racetrack. And well, and it's so you, easy for us to get to too. That that yeah. you know we just we really hope that it's around from. for If you took before. a the state of Illinois map, and you said okay, I got an endless checkbook, 
and I'm going to go build a racetrack in the state of Illinois, Boyd LaSalle would have to be one yeah, of the thoughts. Consideration. We're right, 50 yeah. miles from right. Bloomington, 50 right. miles of the Quad Cities, Absolutely. 50 miles to Rockford. Right. I mean, That's right. 50 and miles to Joliet, 60 miles of the city located. of Chicago. Yeah. It's right on 39 and, and 80. You so know, it's it, it's it's just a shame. But what 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 LaSalle what we've determined is let's say let's say you need fifteen hundred people to make it work. All right. Fourteen hundred or twelve hundred are traveling. Right. Okay. We don't got three, four hundred local people supporting the place. Sure. And it, 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 it's no it's no blame on nobody. It's just you have to have, if you need fifteen hundred people, we have to have fifteen hundred people travel. And who's going to travel 1,500 miles or going to travel that far today on a weekday right. with everything else going on? That makes sense. Hey, we're about running out of time here. So, Wookie, uh, why don't you go ahead and put that picture back up with the uh, banners for the LaSalle's Mars race uh, tomorrow home. night. And uh, any closing remarks, uh, Tony? Well, just once again, thanks to everything you guys are doing. Thanks to Hoker Trucking and Michelle Roofer and all the guys that are going to come tomorrow and support it, and, and definitely all the fans that, if you can't make it tomorrow, definitely get your tickets for August. Yeah, um, we'd love to have you tomorrow and August. Uh, but I'm, I'm one that spreads the wealth or tries to spread. If you can't make it tomorrow, I'd still like to see you guys support the show that they're doing in August or any show. I mean, if you can't, if you can't make it to one of my races, make it to a racetrack. I mean, yeah, just there you go, support. Local dirt track racing. That's right. And there's nothing better. Pat, you got any closing remarks? You know what I'm looking forward to tomorrow and the next couple of weeks. Um, hopefully everybody, like I said, like and share uh, this video. Uh, and let's keep this thing rolling. Good. Good. So here's what we got. Uh, tomorrow, go over the uh, souvenir trailer when you get to the racetrack. Bob Danielson, Gus Grip, Dave Walden, Jimbo Gould, and C.J. Crossan. Uh, if I mention your name, go over to the souvenir trailer, pick up your uh, autographed hat. And it'll be there waiting for you. We'll see you tomorrow night at Speedway. Remember to go to Dunright TV. Uh, we're going to do a live look-in. It's probably going to be around 4.30. And I'll do a walk through the pits. Uh, Pat and I will interview yep. some of the top yeah, drivers that are check there. Check out the Mars Facebook page this evening. We'll have an update of the confirmed drivers for you guys. That's right. Fantastic. Okay. Well, hey, thanks for uh, checking us out. God bless each and every one of you. This is your host, Shane Davis, my co-host, Pat Moore, Tony, saying, uh, you know, hey, good night. We'll see you around the racetrack. Thank you, guys. Thank you.